0: Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Have you ever wondered, how in the heck can I get more clients? How can I serve more people and do this without having to do more and more and more and more? Because to be perfectly frank, more is not always the answer. However, I know that if you're anything like the clients that I work with, You have more in you to give, you have more in you to support, and you want to make a huge impact on the world while at the same time supporting the amount of income that you make. Now, if that sounds like you, you're in for a treat because today's episode, we are diving into how you can turn one client into three using my 3x effect strategy. Now, this is something that I was able to perfect over decades of practice, not just for myself, but for my clients inside of corporate and now inside of my business. And to be frank, I actually had forgotten about this until just recently when I realized I am making things way more complicated than they actually need to be. So let's go down and get down to the basics, Susan, because at the end of the day, I know how to create a repeatable, successful, scalable business that supports you, that supports your lifestyle without having to do extra work, uh, because I know that you're hardworking anyways, you're going to work hard, no matter what I tell you to do. That's the truth of the matter. But you don't have to work like a dog and a pony and a bear alongside in order to get the kinds of results that you want to see. And at some point, you're just not going to have anything left in you to give not enough hours, not enough manpower, not enough effort, time, energy, money, you name it, you're going to be squeezing that well dry. So this is a simple strategy that works like gangbusters. And I want to share it with you today because I think if you have any level of success right now, you can leverage one, two, or all three of this strategy. So it's a 3x effect because if you do put into if you put it into practice, you actually will see multiples of clients, not just turning one client into three, but you may actually see one client turning into Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and beyond. Okay. That's the power of compounding this effect. And I want you to go and listen to the episode that we did all about the million dollar network, because I think coupled together, this is really going to make a lot of sense for how you can leverage your relationships and especially the good work that you're already doing in the world. Okay. So with that being said, let us dive into this GC topic. Now, if you need more help and support with this, You know the drill. Come and join us inside of Sales Management Society, my inner circle, where I help support experts just like you so that you can grow and scale your business and get double the results without having to do double the work. Now, there's a three part to this strategy, which is why it's called the three X effect. Okay. Now, again, I want you to think of this like a three legged stool. The more that you use one two or three the more balanced your stool is going to be and the more you're going to see repeatable business over and over again now will just one of these work absolutely but just like if you had a three-legged stool and one leg was stronger or longer than the other it would feel a little bit lopsided and while that might be okay for the short term for something really quick over the long term, it's going to become more and more uncomfortable. And this is often where I get experts coming to me because their stool is a little bit lopsided. So, with that being said, let's start with the most popular, the one that you're probably already thinking of or utilizing in your business, which is referrals. Okay, referrals. Sometimes this is known as like word of mouth, but referrals. And having a referral strategy is a very specific way of multiplying the impact that you have with your existing clients. Now, there's two pieces to this. You can definitely go to your existing clients and ask for referrals or you can create referral partnerships, which is specifically looking at centers of influence, complementary business providers other people that might have access to your ideal clients and the people that you want to serve and be able, being able to collaborate with them, being able to set something up that's a little bit more formal so that I'm talking about the business side of things where you actually have a discussion around, hey, it's almost kind of like you scratch my back and I scratch your back, but it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, along those lines either. It could be something where you just go and have a conversation with people to figure out How can we create a win-win? Is there an opportunity for us to collaborate or refer business back and forth? So again, when I was in, in, in corporate, the most popular business arrangement that I had, the one that worked the best for me, for my referrals, was professionals. So I'm talking about lawyers and accountants. In particular, uh, because of the nature of the work that I did in finance, we had a lot of individuals where we needed to send them to lawyers, and we also needed to send them to accountants and vice versa, because if you are a lawyer or an accountant, you get access to a lot of private information that just like us on finance, you get a lot of private information for clients as well. And as a result, we wouldn't be sharing client information, but we definitely would see, hey, there's an opportunity for us to be able to wrap our arms around this particular client, send them to somebody that we know like can trust, and we know will do good business for them. And more importantly, that we know is aligned to how we do business, our vision, our values, our mission, just in the way that we we work in our op- operations, right? So referrals ended up being, man, I think it was like 50% of the relationships that ended up doing business with us were generated through referrals. Now, that is a big piece of the pie. And as I said before, you want to make sure that your three-legged stool is somewhat balanced. You can't control the outcome, meaning I couldn't control the volume of business uh, that I would be receiving or the size of the deals that I was receiving. But at the end of the day, the intensity of the focus and the effort and the time that I was be spending on each one of these three X effect strategies was equally weighted. Now, how do you evaluate a referral partner? Well, you really have to take a look and see: Is it reciprocal? Are we uh, having a meeting of the minds? Right. Do we understand what the expectation is and how frequently are we going to check up on each other and and see how we're doing against the goals or the discussions or the conversation and expectations that we've held and hold each other accountable to one another? Now, in the case of a client, because you can absolutely do this, even if you don't have a center of influence, even if you don't want to create a referral partnership with somebody, you can set this up with your existing clients. Now, it does take a little bit of effort on your part to make sure that you're proactively engaging with your clients in such a way that it makes sense for you to ask for referrals. Now, that's going to beg the question, Susan, when do I ask for referrals? The best time to ask for referrals is when your client is happy with the work that you have completed, when they have celebrated a win, when there is a high moment in the conversation that you're having, when they have received Uh, an expectation that they were looking for, or even better, you've blown their socks off and they're wowed by the experience, this is a perfect time to encourage them to think of somebody else that you could be helping in the same way that you have helped them. Remember, like meets like. And oftentimes, just like we do, our clients are surrounding themselves with other people that are like them, that have similar values, that have similar goals, that probably have similar interests. And so depending on the nature of the type of business that you're in, that can be a really easy win for you to be able to get access to other people that are like your best clients, the ones that are getting the best results and that you love working with. Now, again, you get to pick and choose because not everybody that's getting results with you is somebody that you want to duplicate and have more of in your business. But if you have a perfect dream client for you right now on your books in your calendar that you're currently helping to support, and you would love to have more of them, the next time that they get a win, I want you to go out and ask them. I have loved being able to support you. Is there somebody else in your network that you feel would be a good fit for the types of services that you and I have been able to work with on together? Simple. I guarantee you that that person's going to think of at least one person. And oftentimes, if you just put this in your rotation so that you... Uh, put it on your calendar. You can put it in your project management tool. You can put it in your CRM, your customer relationship management tool. Whatever is going to be the easiest. It could be a simple reminder on your phone to, hey, I need to check in with client A every three months to see did we get a win? Did we meet their expectations? Are they happy with our services? And would they re- recommend us to friends and family? And if so, then who? Who could I actually help in their network, in their relationships? That would be a perfect fit based off of what I've been able to work with them on. Because again, they know you, they like you, they trust you. And more importantly, they know the caliber of the work and they know what kind of results they can expect. So it's a lot easier for them to know exactly who to find and who they can think of for you. Okay. So that's number one, our first strategy for our 3X effect. Number two, retention. Now, I know this, again, may feel like, well, duh, that's a no-brainer, but I'm going to tell you time and time and time again, I've had peers, colleagues, now clients, all the time looking for more and more and more and more and new and new and new and new. And while it's important that for your overall health of your business, that we don't sacrifice um, you know, new business. Because we're so focused on delivering to our current and existing clients that there's no balance. At the same time, it costs way more money, way more time, way more effort and energy to go and look for a new client than it does to just keep our existing clients and keep them for longer. Okay. Um, And at the end of the day, when we are so focused on going and chasing after a brand new client that we forget about our loyal customers then we can often get a client in and lose a customer, get a client in and lose a customer. And the net effect is zero. In fact, you're actually behind because it's cost you more money, more time, more effort to go and find that brand new customer than if you had just retained your existing customer. So you need to close the back door, okay? This is like trying to fill a bucket and you have leaks At the bottom, you have holes at the bottom. Those holes are going to make it really hard for you to keep filling and filling and filling that bucket. It's going to slowly ebb and flow out all of your work and your efforts. The water is not going to save. Right. So at the end of the day, I want you to think about how can you do a better job of retaining your existing customer? Now, this is not about fleecing them. This is not about, um, you know, dripping out the information so slowly that they never get the transformation. Your clients should be so over the moon, wowed by the experience or by being connected to you. There needs to be value that's provided and not always the value tip for tap or one for one. It's not always the exact thing that you're thinking of as it relates to value. Sometimes clients just need to be in the know. Sometimes clients, you know, being able to have the trust of knowing that, hey, if I need to have a question answered, if I need a resource for this or that, that I can rely on you, that could go a long way towards providing them with peace of mind, reduce stress, less anxiety, less worry, less time and frustration of having to go and find a new provider. So I have a client right now where mm, I think maybe once or twice a year checks in and tells me what's going on. But every time that 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 occurs, there is something that's added a value that far exceeds the amount that that is being invested. And so as a result, it's well worth the investment not only of the money, but ultimately any time that is being provided as a result of the interaction that we're having. And so don't always think that you have to retain customers by you know, only doling out bits and spurts in an effort to keep them for longer. In fact, that comes from a place of lack, from a place of scarcity. And I would encourage you to do as much as you need to, in the context and the boundary of whatever you're doing for your clients, without having that fear, without feeling like, oh, I have to trap my clients in order to retain them. No, if you simply just ask what they find of value and give them more of that and continue to serve them from a place of abundance and from gratitude and leadership, they will find ways to maintain the relationship with you, even if they do need to end up uh, leaving the nest, so to speak. And maybe um, they will end up being your reading fans, your ambassadors, and people that are going to be able to to send you clients as a referral source, as an example. So now we use leverage uh, strategy number one, and you are also leveraging strategy number two, which is closing the back door, making sure that you're not leaving room for risk, for gaps, and for existing clients to not be serviced to the fullest capabilities that you're able to to provide the value that they're looking for so that they're going to run out the back door. The third strategy in the three X effect strategy so that you can turn those one clients into multiples, at least three, this works like gangbusters again. Um, So I was a little bit torn because I actually have two. So I might throw in the extra one as kind of like a bonus. So the third one is references. Now, I know that's an old-fashioned word, but if you're going to use like social proof, testimonials, whatever it looks like. Now, I have had clients and potential clients in the past who have asked me on conversations during sales discussions and discovery, do you have any references, like Susan, do you have any clients that I could call or speak to? And again, way back when, I actually used to collect because I was an independent Salesperson, Yes, I was working inside of a corporate company. But by and large, the only thing that differentiated me from a colleague, because we were working for the same company, we worked under the same umbrella and used the same logos, so to speak, offered the same products and services, was me. I was the only difference. And so I needed social proof. I needed somebody to speak and vouch for the experience that they would have in working with me, especially if somebody was still kind of earlier on in the conversation. Maybe they had just stepped into my office for the first time ever. So I made it a practice to um, to collect and ask for references. And they used to be like reference letters. You know, like when you work for a company and you get a reference and sometimes you'll collect a reference letter, whether that's electronic or paper based. I'm probably totally aging myself right now with this reference. So bear with me. But when you have somebody that will vouch for you, when you have somebody who says, I know how this person operates, it's kind of like a referral without them having to actively do the work. Okay, so this is a more passive form of receiving referrals. In that somebody else has been able to say, yeah, I've worked for Susan, and here's what that's been like. And so whether they are able to be available for a conversation, or you can use them as testimonials on your website, or on your landing pages, or really any of your marketing collateral references, even if you're in a face-to-face environment, I literally would pull out pieces of paper of actual letters that clients had find that I could hand over to the C-suite that I was selling to. And they would take a look at that and go, oh, okay, great, right? Because it would address their concerns. And they were high-profile companies. They had given me permission. And because of Client privacy, uh, it was really important that I had access to that because I couldn't always share personally some of the the names and the logos and even the individuals that I had worked with in the past. And that's why right now, sometimes I have to be a little bit cryptic about the types of companies, um, but I've worked for and with really big Fortune 50, 100 companies in the past. And when you get to that level, oftentimes people, number one, they like to buy based off of referrals. And number two, if they don't do that, they want to have the knowing and the certainty and the peace of mind that they're making a good decision and that the experience is something that they want similarly in their own life, business relationships, whatever it is that you help them with. So do not underestimate the power of references. When you're able to get References from your existing clients. And again, just like with the referrals, you're going to ask for this when your clients are happy. If you can use recordings, ask your clients, can I turn this into a written document? Is it all right if I make some adjustments and then you can approve them? The easier you can make it for people so that they can say yes to supporting you, to supporting their dreams, to supporting the results that you've been able to create together, the easier it is for you to leverage that experience and help even more clients. So that's the third 3X strategy. Now, this little bonus that I wanted to share with you here, because I know that sometimes it's like, well, I still want more clients, Susan, so I can see the power of this, but. So number one, I want you to promise me that if you're listening to this right now, that you will take a look and see. Do you have a referral strategy in place? If not, can you implement one? Do you have a retention strategy in place? And if not, can you implement one? And thirdly, do you have a reference strategy in place? And if not, can you implement that? And if you implement all three and you still don't get results, please reach out to me because I have never in 20 years ever had that happen where somebody is not actually getting more clients. As a result of doing all three of these three XFX strategies. Okay. So, this extra little bonus one, if you're still listening, is resign, resell. So, you may be wondering well, how is this different from just retaining somebody? Well, retaining somebody is simply just keeping them in their existing program, package, product, or service. A resign or a resell is where you actually are re upping them. Meaning that you've increased their average client value, you have potentially upsold them into something that is more appropriate, because one would think that as clients work with you over an extended period of time, there may be additional needs or services that you can offer, right? Uh, And yes, this also means that as your prices increase, and you're able to provide more value and more results, that you also correspondingly increase their rates, Now, you don't need to do this right away, right? I like to give my clients a grandfathered rate or a bonus rate for a period of time, depending on the nature of the products and services. But especially if you're doing anything that is more hands on, one on one, or custom bespoke coaching and consulting, you definitely need to account for that increased time, energy, effort, investment, because guaranteed you're learning more about yourself, you're learning more about your clients you probably are learning and investing in your own business. And those are expenses that can be divested out accordingly to your clients as well, because they're receiving the benefit of you being able to continually invest in yourself. So while you may give them a grace period or a loyalty period, you definitely need to re-up and re-sign and upsell into larger programs, larger packages. Again, as appropriate but i think sometimes we are so afraid of rocking the boat and thinking oh my gosh you know my clients are going to get upset because i've raised my prices well just like everything else we don't go into a grocery store thinking oh my gosh i can't believe they just raised the price of bread again another quarter right if nothing else this year has taught us that pricing is all about perspective and that what one day we might be willing to pay you know, a few bucks for, hello, toilet paper, I'm looking at you, the very next day we are scrambling and would like willingly pay our left foot for as soon as there's a shortage. So value is really in the eye of the beholder. And I would encourage you that if you're really thinking about, okay, how can I honor the intent and the intention of how I'm working with clients? If you're asking them to rise up to a different level, then ask them to rise up to a different level, but don't do it from a place of fear and scarcity that you're going to lose a client and not going to be able to hold on to them because you inviting them to come to a different level with you could encourage them to break free from their existing level, their existing beliefs, their existing limits, and move to another level with you. So I hope this was helpful for you, right? Because you do not have to go chasing after more and more and more and more leads, unless you want to. But I guarantee you that you will get better quality, more peace and more quality clients if you're actually able to leverage this 3x effect strategy that I just laid out for you. So don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Your existing clients are precious. Your existing clients are gifts. Your existing clients can be a source of more new clients who are just like them. So if you want more clients, you want more dream clients, go to your best source go to your existing clients, ask them for referrals, number one. Look for ways to retain them and wow them, number two. And then look for ways to create more of them using references and sharing the proof that you have with those particular clients to get more and more and more results. Again, if this was helpful for you and you want some help and support, come and join us inside of Sales Mastery Society, my inner circle, where I provide this level of detailed response and service and support support of you and creating alignment between what you want and how you want to do it. Come join us salesmasterysociety.com and I will talk to you over in the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.